Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of the Books by Old Dead Guys podcast. I'm David. I'm Scott, and that means that my superior math skills tell me <laughs> that the next episode will be episode 20. Mm, that seems like a milestone. It, it feels like it. I feel it feels, it feels like, like a milestone to me. It feels like a milestone. Yeah. I mean, that's that's quite a few more than I thought we would do of a podcast in in my lifetime i know and we have people listening which is even more amazing thank you for listening (laughs) well guys we are continuing to move through the reformed pastor uh and these past uh, well the last episode and i think maybe the episode before we've been moving through uh particular groups of people who we must give special attention to as pastors so we're, uh, we were moving through, we started with giving special attention to the conversion of the unconverted, uh, and then giving special attention to those who seek our advice, those who seek our counsel. Uh, and then we're moving to the third group uh, today. And so uh, we're going to start, my, my book is on page 37. That may mean that your book is also on page 37 or a different book. And I'm using the Kindle version, so I don't have page numbers. I'm like 128 swipes or something like that. I don't mm, know. Quite a few swipes. <laughs> but uh, this is little sub-point three, um, somewhere in the midst of chapter two. Um, and it begins. We must study to build up those who are already truly converted. In this respect, our work is various according to the various states of Christians. There are many of our flock that are young and weak, who, though they are of long standing, are yet of small proficiency or strength. This, indeed, is the most common condition of the godly. Most of them content themselves with low degrees of grace, and it is no easy matter to get them higher. Hmm. To bring them to higher and stricter opinions is easy. That is, to bring them from the truth into error on the right hand as well as on the left. But to increase their knowledge and gifts is not easy. And to increase their graces is the hardest of all. It is a very sad thing for Christians to be weak. It exposeth us to dangers. It abateth our consolations and delight in God and taketh off the sweetness of wisdom's ways. It maketh us less serviceable to God and man to bring less honor to our master and to do less good to all about us. We get small benefit in the use of the means of grace. We too easily play with the serpent's baits and are ensnared by his wiles. A seducer will easily shake us, and evil may be made to appear to us as good, truth as falsehood, sin as duty, and so on the contrary. We are less able to resist and stand in an encounter. We sooner fall. We harder, hard, harder, hardlier, hardlier. There we go. Hardlier. We hardlier rise and are more apt to prove a scandal and reproach to our profession. We less know ourselves and are more apt to be mistaken as to our own estate, not observing corruptions when they, are, when they have gotten the advantage of us. 
we are dishonorable to the gospel by our very weakness Mm. and little useful to any about us. In a word, though we live to less profit to ourselves or others, yet are we unwilling and too unready to die. I think we probably ought to pause there. He said... Man, I really want to pause there. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Okay, so so first, the, the group that we're talking here... Um, the, those who are already converted. And then there's this little subgroup that he's talking about, the young and weak. Now, by young and weak, he does not mean simply or merely young in terms of numerical age, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's, he's mostly talking about the spiritual condition. And so it is fascinatingly true that he says, this indeed is the most common condition of the godly. In other yeah. words... Most of the Christians that you're going to encounter in this world are weak Christians. Mm. And man, that's totally true. Yeah. Because yeah. it's hard. It's hard to mature in Christ. And, and so really the rest of it is really I'm talking about it's hard. Like it's easy to get them from truth to error. And I think it's, uh, it's kind of funny. It's almost tongue in cheek. To bring them to higher stricter opinions is easy. In other words, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not hard. To get them from the truth to error on the right hand as well as the left, is, 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 is easy, right? But to get them from, from error to truth, to increase their knowledge and gifts, that's not easy. And to increase their graces is the hardest of all, which I think is really, really something. Because then he's going to talk about killing sin, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the work of resisting temptation and killing sin and seeing the average Christian who's listening to this podcast on the way to work or on the way home from work, or when the kids are in bed, to, to get that, that man, that woman, to love Christ enough to kill and forsake sin. That's the hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love his description. They are of long standing, mm-hmm. and yet of small proficiency or strength. Yeah. You know, that, that long standing that he's talking about. They've, they've been a Christian for a long time, but yet they still have small proficiency, small strength. You know, he describes that as the most common condition of the godly. Yeah. Which so is just a sad picture. It is. It is. It's, it was a shock to me to come to the realization, having really come to Christ later, you know, as, as a grown man and, and not growing up in church. And I think I operated on this assumption that all older Christians were mature Christians. And that's hard when you start to realize, no, that's not true. It's just because you're old does not make you mature. mature. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. But yeah, and then he talks about all the various and sundry consequences of being weak in Christ. Hmm. That we too easily play with the serpent's baits. Mm-hmm. We're ensnared by him. You know, that we all too easily fall to the temptations of the evil one. And then we, we bring dishonor to the gospel by our weakness that we are very little useful mm. to the Lord and his work. Yep. That's good. Yeah. So, continuing on. Now... Seeing the case of weakness in the converted is so sad. How diligent should we be to cherish and increase their grace? The strength of Christians is the honor of the church. Mm. 
when they are inflamed with the love of God and live by a lively working faith and set light by the prophets and honors of the world and love one another with a pure heart fervently and can bear and heartily forgive a wrong and suffer joyfully for the cause of Christ and study to do good and walk inoffensively and harmlessly in the world are ready to be servants of to all men for their good, becoming all things to all men in order to win them to Christ and yet abstaining from the appearance of evil and seasoning all their actions with a sweet mixture of prudence, humility, zeal, and heavenly mindedness. Oh, what an honor are such to their profession. Hmm. What an ornament to the church and how serviceable to God and man men would sooner believe that the gospel is from heaven if they saw more such effects of it upon the hearts and lives of those who profess it. Mm. The world is better able to read the nature of religion in a man's life than in the Bible. Mm. That they obey not the word may be won by the conversation of such as are thus eminent for godliness. It is, therefore, a most important part of our work to labor more in the polishing and perfecting of the saints that they may be strong in the Lord and fitted for their master's service. Wow. Wow. And that is good. (laughs) Just the sentence, the strength of Christians is the honor Honor of of the the church. church. Man. So, so I'm going to go out on a limb. If you're listening to this or anything like this, really, then there, there has, to, I, I can't see how there wouldn't be in your heart a desire to grow in Christ and to become more mature as a Christian and know, church, that, that the strength of the Christian is the honor of the church, mm-hmm. right? It speaks volumes as to the kind of church we are when the Christians that gather here on the Lord's Day and then scatter into the world to proclaim the gospel and advance the kingdom, when they are seen to be mature, Christ-honoring Christians. It honors Christ and it honors the church. Yeah. And so, of course, we should be about the business of seeing those people made more mature. Like, why wouldn't you? If, if the glory of Christ is, is enhanced because the church itself becomes more mature, well, then certainly you should be about that work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he goes on and on about the 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 benefits to the church mm-hmm. to to the Lord's kingdom of Christians being mature of Christians growing in their growing in godliness growing in Christ likeness. Yeah. I mean you can't you can't come to the end of that list and not just be. Not, not just stop as he does. Oh, what an honor! Right. You know, to you, you can see how how it is true. The strength of Christians is the honor of the church. Boy, what a sentence! The world is better able to read the nature of religion in a man's life than in the Bible. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Actions speak louder than words. Louder than words. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, so continuing on, another class of converts that need our special help are those who labor under some particular corruption. 
which keeps under their graces and makes them a trouble to others and a burden to themselves. Alas, there are too many such persons. Some are specially addicted to pride and others to worldly-mindedness, some to sensual desires and others to forwardness or other evil passions. Now it is our duty to give assistance to all these and partly by dissuasions, or whatever that word is supposed to be. Yeah, that sounds like, right? Dissuasions. And clear discoveries of the odiousness of the sin, and partly by suitable directions about the remedy, to help them to a more complete conquest of their corruptions. We are leaders of Christ's army against the powers of hell, and must resist all the works of darkness wherever we find them, even though it should be in the children of light. Mm. We must be no more tender of the sins of the godly than of the ungodly, nor any more befriend them or favor them. By how much more we love their persons, by so much the more must we manifest it by making opposition to their sins. And yet, we must look to meet with some tender persons here, especially when, inqui- when iniquity hath got any head and made a party and many have fallen in love with it. They will be as pettish and as impatient of reproof as some worse men and perhaps will interest even piety itself in their faults. But the ministers of Christ must do their duty notwithstanding their peevishness, and must not so far hate their brother Hmm. as to forbear rebuking him Hmm. or suffer sin to lie upon his soul. It must, no doubt, be done with much prudence, yet done it must be. Hmm. So we're called to correct, Hmm. particularly those in the church who are dealing with sin. Hmm. 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 You know, brother, I was, I was reading something recently, uh, and it was a story about a, an interim pastor who, uh, <laughs> who uh, came to a church and made great change in, in that church's life. And someone who was very wise asked him, what, 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 what did you do to, to bring about this change? And that, that man said, I loved them enough to call them out on their sin. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Man. That's a great that's, story. That's a great story. If only I, too, could read that <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> little, little inside baseball here. Uh, that's funny. There, That may, may or may not have been written by someone on this podcast. It may, I, I, won't, yeah. I won't name any names. I'm not going to name any names. But, it may or may not be in a book that may or may not be coming out in fall of next year yeah look 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 for you know books coming out in the fall of next year just, just saying <laughs> okay so in the midst of that there were several words that i could choose from <laughs> for, uh, for you, a good you know what time it is i think i know what time it is well, my voice is back so ding and now it's time for the puritan word of the day the puritan word of the day here's what i picked frowardness <laughs> it's not forwardness Oh, it's, it's not forwardness. It's frowardness. Oh. So think forward, but switch the R and the O, and Whoa. you've got frowardness. Fra- froward. Frowardness. Here's yeah. what 
frowardness is. It is of a person who is difficult to deal with or contrary. Now, I can't believe that Baxter would think that any of those people <laughs> exist in the church. In the church? Contrary? Christians? Difficult to deal with? <laughs> I mean, come on. I also, really? I love that the trend is continuing that the, the, that almost all of the, <laughs> the words, of the, words of the day have been words that would just make for exceptional insults if you use them correctly. They really would. <laughs> but but now my church is aware. But so don't. If I, don't. Yeah, don't if I look that. at someone and say, why are you being so froward? Froward. Froward. Thou art froward. Bless. Man, but it makes you sound smart when you say uh, it, right? Okay, frowardness. Be careful how you use that one. Be careful. But that's what it means. Frowardness. This has been the, the Puritan word of the day. Ding. <laughs> oh. Um, all right, are we done? Is that, I think that's about as far as we'll get on this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, just we have a responsibility to call out other believers in their sin. That, yes. That true love of another Christian involves necessarily getting involved when there is sin in their life. Man, and that rubs against the grain, doesn't it? Like it, we, it rubs against the grain around here, I can it, tell you that. Anywhere. I mean, anywhere. It, it's really a... Because it's painful and difficult and hard, and we don't like people to not like us. And boy, if you want to get somebody to not like you, call them out on their sin. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. I... I long time ago, a thousand years ago, I, when I was training to do lay elder training at the pastor that really I was discipled at, we had this huge manual of stuff that we did. And one of the things, one of the chapters, the whole chapter was on biblical confrontation and confrontation within the church. And I, I to this day, cannot remember who said the quote. And I wish that I could. It was a Puritan, because that's like all we read was Puritans. But uh, it was... It, something along the lines of what is a friend except one who will be a bomb for my soul and then it went on to explain we've got a funny way of thinking about friendship mm. like the way we think of friendship is the person who pats you on the back the person who just kind of lets you continue to wallow in the mud and just kind of gets in the mud with you and look I'm all about getting in the mud with people but I'm not about staying in the mud mm. Right, like I don't, I don't want. To, I'm not a pig. Yeah. I don't want to stay in the mud. I want to get out. Let's go. Let's go. Like this is not good. This thing that you're doing is not good. Jesus said He's the way and the truth and the life. So let's go follow Jesus and and change. And and that is that is friendship. Right, friendship, real friendship, requires confrontation. I think. Mm. I mean, I, 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 that's a bold statement. But I think it's true. I think that's why most of us, almost everybody I would know, I know, would say they have very few friends. It's not just because they don't have a lot of people that don't make contact with them. It's because they have very few people who are willing to look at them and say, "This thing that you have done is not good." Hmm. And and, and you that's, need to change. And you need to change. And and at the end of the day, at least part of the reason that that's true, I think, David, is because they've never seen it done in their churches by their pastors. Mm. right like we model that stuff what you are as a leader will good or good or bad will be imitated by your people just just will i mean it's, it's like parenting right what i do at home will be imitated by my son good and bad mm. right and the older he gets the more aware you become of that yeah they are they're going to watch you it's that it's what baxter says in the last section right that they'll 
they'll they'll watch by your actions. Your actions will will show them the truth of the gospel, and it's this is also that that rings true in this section as well. I, I've got to be willing to say this is sin. You should repent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a way to do it. I'm not trying to be abrasive, but because I, I don't want to, I don't want to try to take the speck out of mm-hmm. my brother's eye and fail to see there's log in my I own. Don't want to be fro- forward. I don't want forward. You don't want to be forward. That is exactly right, David. Yeah. Ooh, man, I think that is the first time we've actually used, used. the Puritan word of the day. Man, that's like bonus points. Right that's there. you got a bunch of bonus points there. Well done, David. Wow. Yeah, I don't want to be forward mm. when I'm when I'm talking to people, but I do want to be clear, and I want them to know that I love them enough for them to not like me, mm. at least for a little while. Because if you're a believer, in most cases, many cases. I'm not going to like you for a little while, but the Lord's work will, you know, affect me and and, and the, the Holy Spirit will bring that about. And then the next thing you know, I'm going to actually be thankful. The times that people have been willing to confront me in my sin and to tell me the ways that I needed to change. I did not like it in the moment, but I am very thankful for it now. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to stop. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys again on episode 20. Thanks Mm. for listening. We really, really appreciate you and your support. Feel free to share this in any way that you can. Uh, It helps us just to get traffic and have other people get to to read and hear the Puritans along with us. Uh, We are on every platform. We're still waiting to hear back from Apple, but Apple's got a few things they've got going on right now. If you haven't been aware. So, you know, that's okay. Um, but we are on Spotify, lots of other uh, outlets. And so, so follow us and, and keep up with us and feel free to share. Thank you again. We will see you, or actually we won't see you because this is a podcast. So You will hear us. We will, you will hear us. We won't hear you either. You will hear us again next week. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>